Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Hello, kids. This is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday we release these special episodes that we're calling Classic Risk Singles. Each of these episodes features just one story from our earlier years. If you're new to Risk, you should know that the podcast can be very uncensored. This week, a story that was first shared on the show by Michael Pope in June of 2012. Here's Michael now with a story we call Michael Pope is Gay for Pay. My name is Michael Pope. I am a self taught filmmaker born and raised in New York City. And All of the misadventures of my life can be tracked back to that one singular decision to, at the age of 28 years old, completely unskilled in the medium, go for my super secret lifelong dream of becoming a filmmaker. So, cut to two years later, after that fateful decision, motherfucker needs to get himself a job. For the past two years... I'd been living off of money that I earned from the sale of a bike messenger company that I co-owned and operated here in the city. And I'd taken that time and spent every minute of every day and every fucking penny I've got making my first film just to wake up with a blistering hangover to find myself flat fucking broke with an unfinished first film staring me down from the corner of my place. $28.97 in my bank account. And... This mystery stack of unopened mail on my desk is all unpaid bills and disconnect notices. Not because I'm a bad guy, mind you. It's just linear earth time is a little bit harder for some of us than others. 
So I do what anybody doing the struggling artist routine in New York did back then. I run out, I grab myself a copy of The Village Voice. Now, for those of you too young to remember, The Village Voice is where pre-internet people used to go to get themselves a shit job in a quick pinch. So I'm trolling through the unemployment section, pen in hand, in the faint hopes that I might find myself a gig. And there at the bottom of the page, I see a post in bold type that just says, Men. Phones. No sales. Clearly, this is a sign from the gods because I'm a man and I know how to use a phone. So I call the number and the woman is all like, interview. And I'm all like, yeah, that would be great. And she's all like, 3 p.m. today. And I'm all like, yeah, that would be great. Because the thing is, when you are doing the struggling artist routine, you don't have time for these things we call details in life. Woman, you had me at interview. So I start racing around my place, right? I'm completely stressed out because I've now got to somehow pull myself together for this interview that I am completely unprepared for. At that point, I'm living a life that just, it doesn't leave time for things like laundry and showers, (laughs) personal hygiene as a general concept. An hour and a half later, I'm walking up from my place on 12th Street and Avenue A to their office on 34th Street and 5th Avenue. It's actually in the Empire State Building. And I'm dressed in this wrinkled men's shirt that's a size and a half too big for me. I've got on one white sock and one black sock. I've got on these dress shoes that I've fished off the street about a month earlier. And I'm wearing this pair of black dress pants with a tear straight down the ass from belt loop to crotch. The plan is, though, (laughs) you see, I call it the plan of no plan, which is awesome because I never have a plan, which means I've always got a plan. The plan is I'm going to wrap myself up in this long, dark coat that I've got. You know, the kind of coat people get so they can walk around looking all long, dark coat sexy. Only somehow mine is transformed in this Salvation Army reject with a visible tear in the shoulder, all the buttons pulled off, and both the pockets torn out. I'm thinking to myself, hey, you know what? No problem. Maybe they'll be distracted by the blood that's oozing out of my face because I have attempted to shave with a dull disposable razor that I found under a stack of dirty dishes in the sludge of my kitchen sink. Any idea I had, any inkling of hope I had been holding out that I might possibly get hired for this gig shot straight to hell the minute I walked through the door of their office and find myself in this room filled shoulder to shoulder with beautiful gay men. And there is a gay spice boy for every version of gay you can imagine. There is sporty gay, there is intellectual gay, there is leather gay, and there's me. Bruce comes bounding in. Bruce is one of these big, round, happy, hairy gay guys, what some people in the gay community might refer to as a bear. Hi, guys. I'm so excited you made it down. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Now, let me explain what we're going to do, okay? What we're going to do is you guys are going to break up into groups of three, okay? Each group I'm going to take into the back. He sees me. I don't know if you guys have ever had the opportunity to stop a grown man in mid-sentence by simple virtue of your existence. Not a high-water mark moment. True to his word, Bruce does, in fact, split us into groups of three using what appears to many to be some kind of mystery logic, but makes complete sense to me as he puts me in the very last group. See, Bruce is hoping that my heroin addiction, uh, the one I do not have nor have ever had, is going to rear its ugly head, driving me out of the office, down to the street, to hustle up some spare change for a quick fix, and I'll forget I was ever there. But you see, Bruce, while I might not be willing to explain to you the functioning mechanics of the universe as I know them right now, what I will tell you 
is that my film and your job have been brought together by forces greater than you or me, so I'm not going anywhere, pal. Three hours later, my group gets pulled into the back. The office is like any typical telemarketing office. It's got uh, wall-to-wall carpeting, long tables, partitioned off into individual cubicles, each cubicle with its own phone. Only this table is lined with the United Nations of women of all various shapes and sizes, all in various throes of fake orgasm. Bruce brings us into the back where we sit at our own cubicles with our own phones. It's me, Club Gay, and Lumberjack Gay. Okay, guys, so as you know, this is a phone sex company, and we are hiring agents for our gay phone sex line. And that would be an example of those little things called details that so often pass me by in life. And as I would have thought that it was glaringly obvious that I am not gay, based just purely on the state of my personal hygiene, I'm in for a dime, I'm in for a dollar, and I'm in it to win it, Bruce. Give me your best shot. Okay, guys, so let me explain. We run thousands of advertisements in hundreds of different papers across the country, each one offering their own specialties to our various clients. You see, it's important that you understand. What we do here isn't real. It's the theater of the imagination. As I am clearly living in the theater of the absurd right now, I've got to tell you guys, I consider this distinctly home court advantage. What we're going to do is we're each going to do a pretend call, just as if it's a real call with a real client. I'm going to play the client. I want you to pick up the phone. Yeah, pick it up. Hold it. Yeah, right to your ear. Yep, yep. Lean back in your chair. Close your eyes. Bruce starts with Club Gay. For Club Gay, Bruce is Dan. Dan is a real estate agent from Colorado. Now, Club Gay is clearly uncomfortable with this whole theater of the imagination business, but he does give it his best shot. Oh, man, I'm so horny. Yeah, just sitting here. Horny. Are you horny? Bruce moves on to Lumberjack Gay. For Lumberjack Gay, Bruce is Pete, a car dealer from New Jersey. Now, now Lumberjack dives right the fuck in, but he just keeps saying, Oh, man. Oh, man. Over and over and over again. Clearly, Bruce thinks this entire group is a fucking bus. Let me just get done with the scary guy right quick. I still might catch the 6 o'clock bus out of here. But you see, Bruce E. of little faith, there is a simple beauty to having nothing left to lose in life. Because when you got nothing left to lose in life, you got nothing left. I pick up the phone. I lean back in my chair. And I close my eyes. And I take just a brief moment to apologize to my own imaginary gods. Bruce is Bill. Bill works on Wall Street. Oh, Bill, I wish I was right there in the room with you, man. Standing there in the room with you. Standing right there in front of you. Buck fucking naked. Would you like that, Bill? Yeah. That's 
stand there, Bill, just looking down at you. Looking down as your eyes trace across my body, over my broad shoulders and my deep-cut pecs, down my tight belly till your eyes lock frozen on my hard fucking cock. And Bill... I've got a cock the size of a man's forearm, veins wrapped round it like ivy. Do you like that, Bill? Yeah. And then I'd take your hand, Bill, lift it up real slow from your side, press it right into my chest, press it in so tight you can feel my nipple in the palm of your hand like a small, burning bullet. And then I'd lean in real close to you, Bill, like I'm whispering something in your ear that only you get to hear. Lean in so close you can feel my breath on the hair of your neck. And then I'd reach down, Bill, and I'd take your other hand, hold it tight in mine, tight like a fucking vice grip. And I'd lift it up from your side, Bill, and I'd wrap it slowly around my thick, hard cock, pressing it in so tight you can feel my heart beating through the thick, burning meat. And you would squeeze it, wouldn't you, Bill? And then I'll push you down to your knees, Bill. Push you down until you're kneeling and right there in front of me. Right there in front of my naked body. Your lips one lean away from the tip of my cock. And then I'll push my hips forward, Bill. Pressing my cock into your mouth. Opening it wider and wider as I fill your mouth with the hot meat. Pushing it over your tongue, filling your entire mouth. And then I'll take you by a fistful of your hair, Bill. And pull it just tight enough to sting. And I'll pull you down on me. And I'll start fucking you, Bill, as you suck on my thick cock. I'll start fucking you right in your mouth. Pulling your head down onto me. Pushing my hips forward. Fucking you deeper and deeper. Opening your mouth wider and wider as I fuck you in your fucking throat, man. Pulling you down onto me. Making you mine. Making you my fucking bitch. Fucking you deeper and deeper. I open my eyes. Bruce has gotten up out of his chair. He has crossed the room and is standing directly above and behind me. Just going. Out of 40 people that applied for a job that day, I was the only one hired. That is all for this week's Classic Risk Singles episode. Now, don't miss out on our regular full-length episodes. There's a brand new one every Tuesday. And everything you might want to know about us is at risk-show.com.